gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? The show starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the Right Fit Podcast. I'm Daryl Jacobs. Joining me today, we have a great guest. He is a sports attorney. He represents college and NBA coaches as well as athletic director, media talent, and broadcasters. Please welcome to the Right Fit, Mr. Michael Harrison. Michael, welcome to the show. What's happening, Daryl? Thanks for having me. You know I love being Aaron. <laughs> I love the applause. All right, let's go. Well, thank you for taking the time to join me um, this afternoon. I know we've both been very busy, and I wanted to get you back on the show because you, you know, you're representing a lot of college coaches right now. You're doing a tremendous job um, pertaining to getting them job opportunities and acquiring new um, coaches into your portfolio as well. But before we get started, I want you to tell people how you. What about becoming a sports attorney and why? You, I always wanted to do it, man. Uh, when I was in high school, you know, I wanted to be a, uh, be in this space somewhere, Daryl, right? You never know where you're going to land, kind of. Um, and uh, I just had a general love for sports, like a lot of people. But you got to put it in action and figure out where you fit. And uh, then as I got going... Um, you know, I just have, after law school, I have a knack of, you know, dealing with people. I'm, I'm good at uh, interacting and uh, relaying messages and, and contracts. So that kind of led me to, to do what I do and represent people. So let's talk about some of the things that a sports attorney does. A lot of people really don't know, but talk about some of the, thing you, some of the things that you do for your clients. Yeah, it's, uh, gosh, it's the whole gamut, man. It can, you know, the basic stuff is helping them find jobs, procure employment, uh, negotiate the terms of their contract, and actually then complete the long form of the contract. Um, those are the main things that you do. But along with that, then once you have a client, Daryl, as you know, even if you were a client, uh, you know, you have everyday issues pop up in your job uh, that you may or may not want to deal with yourself. And that's where I come in. Um, I have clients that could be, you know, I don't want to say this, accused of sexual allegations like Rob Murphy with the Pistons. I represent Rob, um, who's assistant general manager with the Detroit Pistons. And that came out, what, a week or two ago about uh, these allegations against him. So I'm always dealing with something, you know, um, whether it's good or bad. It may be a client just wanting to, to uh, you know, buy a house. And they want my input on it or to look at things. So, you know, it's the whole gamut. I do a little bit of everything, to be honest. Well, since you, you're you growing in your clientele, how, how do the clients find you or you find them? It's mainly referrals. You know, and look, at, here's my thing on my practice. Just I think you know this. 
I mean, I could sign, you know, I could have 70, 80 clients, but it's not about that for me where I am in my life. Uh, uh, I've been successful to this point, so I can be kind of selective on who I bring on. And um, I really want people that, you know, they, they we got a criteria in our office that we look at. Um, and when we bring them on, you know, I want people of high integrity. I want people that work hard. Um, I want people that uh, uh, that I genuinely like and get along with and, and me vice versa. Um, you know, where they're excited to see me when I'm in town, right? You know, to have a beer or, or a cup of coffee. So um, there's a criteria we have, but, you know, we get probably, you know, we keep, we keep track. I mean, I think I get between five and 10 calls a week from different people wanting to work together. And so we really, really do limit it. And, and the other reason, Daryl, I think I told you personally, but, you know, it's important to me that if I represented you even, I don't have 15 other guys just like you. You know, right. <laughs> um, I can't do a, you a service then. And we tell people that we're honest with them. And even though they'd be a great candidate, if I've already committed to somebody um, to do a great job for them and then I'm going to hustle for them and I got three people just like them that want to join, then, you know, usually we'll we'll pass. Talk about some of the processes in regards to um getting your coaches prepared for an interview or even when somebody contact you about one of your clients uh, potentially for a job. Talk about that process. Yeah. You know, um, well, the first thing is somebody is if, if the, it's the first way, like you said, let's take the first one or this one. If they reach out to me, obviously, then, you know, I obviously got to communicate immediately to my client and talk about it or vice versa. If they reach out to my client directly somehow, um, you know, they'll call me immediately. And then, you know, we have a whole process we go through on whether uh, they'd have interest or not, you know, from, uh, you know, the program's commitment, who the AD is, um, the budget, the conference, the location, you know, family situations with children. It, there's a lot that plays into it. Um, on my end, as far as I think it's a two part question, kind of too, is, you know, what do we do to help find them jobs? <laughs> you know, um, we do. We identify uh, jobs in the summer. You know, as soon as it's over, March Madness completes. Uh, we review a lot of contracts to see programs of coaches that have not been winning um, where we know they could be on the hot seat, so to speak. So we'll we'll shuffle through all that and really get it organized so we know what potential openings could uh, come up. Um, that we target on. And then we'll talk to clients about that, those openings. <laughs> That's just one process of it. But, you know, I know one part of this you and I talked before about, I'll kind of lead the way here for you a little bit, but, uh, you know, how do you position or how does a coach position themselves for a head job, right? Um, um, if I'm talking too much, Daryl, just jump in. Uh, oh, no, no, because I wanted to do this because college basketball season, you know, is here. Um, I'm broadcasting, doing a lot of games on ESPN, but I wanted the coaches. And by the way, I got to tell you, I saw your last one. You're you're doing a heck of a job. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, but I wanted the coaches who listen and watch the, the show here, I wanted them to get an understanding because we're right in the midst of things and there's going to be um, – 
people on the hot seat going into the season. There's a lot of coaches on the hot seat going into the season and a lot of coaches trying to position themselves, not just from a head coaching standpoint, but also assistant coaches um, trying to maneuver, trying to move up the ranks as well. So I wanted to get you on to talk about that um, so they can understand the process and possibly if they're looking for somebody that can represent them as well, um, they need to give you a call and we'll talk about how they can reach you after we um, at the end of the interview as well. But Talk about the interview process itself. Um, you know, with rising coaches, you're a member of our board of advisors um, there as well. We do our next up initiative and we prepare them for the interview process and give them access to search firms along the way. Talk about how do you prepare um, some of your clients for the interview? Yeah, you know, the interviews, just the interviews themselves. So their foot's already in the door, you're saying, you know, for the interviews. You know, look, the work on anything in life comes before you get to the opportunity, right? I mean, that's that's the bottom line. So the prep is done in the off season. You know what I mean? Um, we'll do it, obviously, if we know they're coming up to an interview. But there's all kinds of people out there in our space that offer uh, these services, including rising coaches. You know, I encourage coaches to be a member of rising coaches, number one. And I really mean this. It adds value to you guys. Just the, it's one of the things I'm going to talk about here in a minute. But your network, you know, with rising coaches, this this whole thing about getting a job is hiring the right guy like me. Um, that's going to bust his tail for you, but also your network in preparation. So rising coaches has uh program where you can uh, do mock interviews and they'll analyze it and give you critique and and that's invaluable and uh and there's a few people that do that but uh that's one thing and then I'll just chop it up with them because I've been around long enough and I represent a lot of athletic directors guys like Michael Elford at Florida State etc Mario at New Mexico State um I have guys all over the country and a lot of programs at different levels and so I kind of have an inside there um, and I've accumulated lists from all my athletic director clients on the kind of questions that they're going to ask. Um, so I really have an inside there on really the preparation and what they're looking for. And whoever represents you, I tell a coach, you know, make sure your guy finds out the mandates, man. What is that program really looking for? So you go in there knowing what they're looking for and you hit it on the head with the interview. Um you know, are they looking for a fundraiser? Are they looking for an exciting offense? Uh, um, they want a guy with head coaching experience. Whatever it is, know what they're looking for before you get into the interview, right? So you can pound those points and be effective. Uh, so that's on the interview part of it. But I will say this, Daryl. I think it depends on, uh, you know, if you got a young coach or, you know, a guy that's ready for, you know, to be a head coach or has already been a head coach, Um the young guys, I tell them there's no uh, – there's just nothing worth more than experience. I love guys if you're young and I was jumping into it based on what I know from doing this for so long. Man, I'd encourage you to go to the junior college level and be a head coach, do the grind, learn how to manage a program, drive the van across country, you know, raise your own money. You know, you're, you know, you're barely getting by, but you're a head coach and you're calling the shots. And I think a lot of the guys that have done that, have gone that route young, and then they move up, you know, to the division one level eventually, um, you know, have a leg up, uh, not just on maybe getting a job, but also once they get it, they're successful. Um, it does matter. Um, so I think that's a big thing. Examples are 
uh, Daryl, our guys like, you know, I have Greg Heyer. Greg Heyer won the National Junior College Championship last year. Greg had been at the Division I level at LSU, Wichita State, et cetera. But he decided to go back down, got that head coaching experience, and he had it before, but uh, he won it all, and it led him to the job at New Mexico State. You know, from JC as a head coach. So that for a young guy, Daryl, I think that's real important. Right. You know, you do it. You don't have to do it, but I think it's important. Um, you know, for the younger guys, the older guys. Look, um, it's about the network. Um, you know, I wrote some notes down here. You know, when you're out on the recruiting trail, I don't care what level you're at. You know, you're always working on your network. When you're, you know, at the final four, before you go, set up some meetings. Call people that you don't know. Get the meeting set before you go. It's creating our network so we can do it. Before you go, call the search firms if they're going to be there. Set up breakfasts. Um, you know, get to know your administrators where you're currently coaching. Do you know your athletic, even if you're an assistant coach? Ask them to go to breakfast one day. Get to know those people because they move around. The associate ADs, it's all building your network. And then if you hire the right guy like me with a network, now we're really armed to go out there to get a job. In case you just join us, you're watching The Right Fit with my guest, Michael Harrison, sports attorney representing coaches, athletic director, media talent, um, among others. We're going to take a commercial break, Mike, and you're okay. listening and watching the Right Fit. The Right Fit podcast is brought to you by Rising Coaches Search and Consulting. Tired of spending what seems like all of your time and budget filling coaching vacancies? Let Rising Coaches Search and Consulting handle your next coaching search. Our process is simple. We identify, vet, and recruit a talented and diverse group of professionals that fits your institution's profile all for a low price that we guarantee will beat our competitions. Plus, all of your searches will be handled by former coaches, meaning we will get the best possible insight on all of your candidates, and you'll get the perspective that only a former coach could provide. For testimonials, a full client list, or more information, please visit risingcoaches.com. Welcome back to The Right Fit. I'm your host, Daryl Jacobs. I'm with my guest today, Michael Harrison, sports attorney representing college coaches, NBA coaches, athletic director, media talent, as well as broadcasters such as myself as well. Let's talk about contract negotiations and the process that in the tell. You hit upon it a little bit, but just take us through an example of a particular contract or negotiation process. You know, um, you know, I'm a little different, I think, than a lot of firms. Um, you know, I have my own firm and, you know, I do get hit every year to, to join bigger firms, you know, and I've, I don't really need to do that. And I've stayed put because um, I have a great practice and I think people know that. But um, the difference is, you know, um, not everybody, but I, I do all the contracts here. A lot of firms, there's agents out front. And they're really just sales guys. They're out there trying to get clients, get you to sign. And then they have lawyers at the firm, you know, that do their contracts. And I'm not saying that's wrong at all. I'm just saying what I do. Um, and I, I believe in what I do. Um, uh, you know, not only do we help find them the jobs together, you know, me and the client, we're a team, man. We're working together. It doesn't matter how the job comes in. 
doesn't matter if it's through his relationships or mine. We just want to win, baby, right? We want that job. And uh, when it comes in, though, I handle all the negotiations and talks. So I know everything that's going on. And I think that's important um, so that when I'm talking to them, you know, and we're trying to put it on paper or we're trying to do an MOU before the long form contract, um, I'm the one dealing with it directly. Um, and I negotiate the deal and I also, you know, paper the deal. I don't pass it on to somebody else to paper it at the firm. And a lot of firms are like that. And like I said, I don't think that's a major issue, but that's what I do. And I feel better about that. How does that happen? I'm usually dealing with either the athletic director directly or their general counsel. Um, And we're kind of going back and forth. But before you get to the contract itself, most coaches, I think you guys know, there's a MOU or a letter of intent, memorandum of understanding. And, you know, they want to hurry up every both parties and just say, hey, we're committed. We got a deal. Here's the material terms. Those may be one page or two pages long, three pages. Um, and then, you know, both parties sign it. We know what your salary is, the years, the basic stuff. Um, and then uh, from that, we'll work on the long form contract, the longer one that gets done over the next month, two months. I've had them go three months. You know what I mean? Before we get them done. Um, so that's the process of how it works and who you deal with. You've been part of a lot of interview process as well as getting feedback from um, administrators and people that's part of the interview process. Talk about the two most common mistakes based on your experience and the feedback you get sometimes when your clients interview that happens during the interview process. That's an easy one. I I was just, uh, you'll like this, Daryl, you know, because this is how I grind, man. I'm from Flint, Michigan, so we grind, right? Uh, I just flew down to uh, Florida, to Gainesville, rented a car. And I don't have to do this, but I love this stuff. You know, I met with people there. Um, Then I drove to Tallahassee, met with, you know, Mike Alford and other people there, clients. Uh, Then I drove to Atlanta. And I met with search firm folks and uh, some people at Kennesaw State administrators. Um, But when I was there, you know, I I do these things. Then from there, I went to Birmingham, drove. Then I drove from Birmingham to Starkville to see Jans and some clients. And then I drove from there to Memphis to see people and then flew home. Um, You know, so those are the kind of things that, uh, you know, I like to do and get out there and, and network and see people. Um, I forgot what, what what was the main question there. I said that <laughs> you you said that I said during the interview process you've been a part of a lot of them. Oh yeah, yeah, talk that's about the fe- that's yeah. Right. Talk about the feedback yeah. you've gotten you you've gotten from. Um, yeah. So what I well what I was getting at well I told you I did that during that you know I met with search firms you know and uh, during that trip and eight athletic directors you know so. Um, you know, just meeting with those guys, you kind of get tidbits on on what's happening in interviews and, and the do's and the don'ts and things that clients should be uh, uh, or how they should be preparing. The biggest one that I find, I, I, I think I've told you this before, but and I, it was just reiterated to me is they run on. You're asked a question and the candidate will run on to they ramble. Man, they will <laughs> cut you right off. I had one search for my uh A person tell me, like, you know, the opening question is usually, hey, tell me a little bit about yourself, Daryl, and and your path and 
and uh, a little bit about your personal life as well. And, you know, get in and out. You know, you don't go on for 15 minutes. And people have done that. And right from the get go, you know, the search firm individual told me they were done, even though the interview kept going on. So those type of things, you know, but we prepare them for all that. Right. Right. Let's talk about, you know, you hit upon it a little bit earlier. Let's talk about getting on the radar, you know, for jobs, whether it's getting on your radar, search firm radars, anything like that. With the advent of social media, there's so many ways that these coaches can market themselves. Unlike, you know, 20 years ago uh, when I was really heavily being a head coach in the business as well, a little Mm -hmm. bit different today where you can create your own platform and actually control your own narrative. Talk about some of the ways um, somebody can get on the radar, such as for yourself or even for search firms. Yeah. You know, um, look, the, the social media platforms aren't for everybody. You know, there's some coaches that just aren't going to do it. They, they aren't self-promoters and uh, don't want to do it. And, you know, there's a danger with social media, too. You got to handle it properly. It can work against you if you don't handle it properly or say the right things the right way, right? I mean, it can absolutely wreck a career. And with no bad intent or malice behind it, but they just don't do it correctly. So you got, I tell coaches to be very careful of that because you do have ADs, search firms reading stuff that's put out there by you. But I think it's a good thing to do. Um, I like it when a lot of our coaches will have, you know, they'll have little uh, days where they follow them during practice, right? So you can get a feel for them and see them in the gym and relating to the, to the players and, you know, you can post things like that on there or some strategies or whatever, you know, some of those things I think help a lot. Um, I've, you know, uh, uh, instructed some people, ADs, whatever, Hey, here's, here's the links to this or that kind of thing. And it'll help. Um, so yeah, I think it helps. Um, look at getting back to finding the job steer side, some things down besides the network, you know, we talked about, you know, when you're on the recruiting trail, final force, you're, you're in the areas where there's a search firm, do all that. But, uh, you know, you also obviously got to know the X and O's. So while you're on your job and when you were a coach, you know, you get pay attention and learn. You know what I mean? You may think you know it all or you've been around or if you're a young guy and haven't, create that book, man. Get your X and O's down, how you're going to run a program. Um you know, I, these are things I tell them to that, so they can move around and be active. You know, don't sign any contract, even if you're an assistant that prohibits you from moving laterally. Right. You may have an opportunity to move an assistant from school A to school B that can enhance your marketability tremendously. You know, so some assistants that have come to me, I see some of the deals they sign where they're locked in or there's a, you know, unusually high buyout for an assistant or something. You know, be smart about those things. As also tell coaches, like we're talking about the theme of positioning yourself for a head coach. Position is, man, try and get with a winner. I know it's not easy, but you want to try and ride the coattails of a, a program or a head coach that's very established and respected. It, it helps your marketability. And we're talking about both men and women. We don't want to. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. So I know. just want to be clear. We're talking about both men and women. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And Daryl, so, you know, my main focus is I know what you say I do, but uh, all those things are true. But my main focus is college women and men basketball coaches 
and athletic directors in the college space. Now, I've done a lot of NBA coaches and front office deals over the year. People just call me. Um, a lot of broadcast deals because coaches go in the booth like Kevin O'Neill and those kind of guys. Um, but uh, uh, my focus is that. And, and I'm really into the women's space, too, um, um, trying to, to help them, right, get equal some equal pay and some equal things um, that uh, they aren't getting from facilities, practice times, et cetera. It's pretty uh, interesting to see the differences there that I deal with. Yes. I just want to preface that, you know, because sometimes it could get lost in translation, what we're talking about here. I just don't want yeah. the viewers and listeners think that we're just male dominant. We're talking about male coaches. We're oh, no. And all these things I'm saying, Daryl, obviously, you and I talked about this apply to the women uh, uh, just as much as the men. It's the same same situations. So absolutely. This is probably the best part of my show. <laughs> the last question. Word association. Uh-oh. Mike, I say a word, person, place, or thing. You say the first thing come to mind. And you're probably prepared for this as well. Um, Olivet College. Basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I played small school ball. You know, I loved it. And uh, some of the best memories of my life. California. The weather. <laughs> hey man, every hey, you know what? I shouldn't say that. Right now, we got a cold front coming through. It's been a high of around in the sixties, and going forward the next few days, and we had a lot of rain the last few days. Well, that's cold for you guys, and the rain yeah, is unusual yeah, as is. well. Well, you, global warming is real. Um, sports, basketball. I mean, uh, um, you know, in my livelihood. I mean, I, I've been very blessed. And I thank the good Lord every day that uh, I've been able to do something that I truly love. I get up every day, man. This is all I do every day. I'm on the phones with ADs, coaches, and grinding, man. You know, I'm one of them guys that, uh, uh, you know, um, don't know other, any other speed but to go hard. You know, <laughs> so I, I love that. But go ahead. So you're, going, you're going hard in the paint, huh? Man, always, you know it. <laughs> and Why finally, that's that competitive drive you got in you. You know, right. uh, my client doesn't get the job, or or we fail, like you know, and it's out of our control. But it just, you know, it it it, it gets to me, man. I don't like to lose. Right. And finally, my family. Oh, my daughters. <laughs> uh, I raised my two daughters on my own. I'm very proud of it. Uh, Bailey's at, a senior at USC. And my other daughter, as you know, is by you at Columbia University. She yes. golf there. She's a sophomore. Yeah, they're my whole world. <laughs> Mike Harrison, thank you for taking the time to join me this afternoon. And thank my viewers and listeners for tuning in as well. Join me next Friday here with another great guest here on The Right Fit. Until then, please be safe. Take care of yourself and have a wonderful weekend. The Right Fit Podcast is brought to you by Rising Coaches Search and Consulting. Tired of spending what seems like all of your time and budget filling coaching vacancies? Let Rising Coaches Search and Consulting handle your next coaching search. Our process is simple. We identify, vet, and recruit a talented and diverse group of professionals that fits your institution's profile. All for a low price that we guarantee will beat our competitions. Plus, all of your searches will be handled by former coaches, meaning 
we will get the best possible insight on all of your candidates, and you'll get the perspective that only a former coach could provide. For testimonials, a full client list, or more information, please visit risingcoaches.com.